I am Ethan Dia. In the fall of 2021, after two years of isolation and remote learning due to the pandemic, I was excited to return to high school in my junior year. However, I struggled through AP Physics for the first six weeks. I felt very alone and disoriented. Eventually, it was by talking to my friends and family that I made the decision to switch to regular physics. After the switch, I fell in love with what I learned, and I could not have done so if it was not with the help of others. So this sparked an idea in my mind to create a podcast by talking to people in my life and sharing their stories so that I help others. And they also realize that they're not alone and that we'll be okay. Have you ever aspired to do something big but felt it was too late in life? Well, today's guest, Ms. Lama, and one of my most respected English teachers, is an inspiring person who recently took a leap of faith, leaving her teaching career to start a new journey. While she was teaching, she was also the varsity girls lacrosse coach whom everyone loved. I never would have predicted that one of my best teachers would step out of her comfort zone and pursue something new. So, in this episode, I discuss with her how she's transitioning and embracing change as she is making a big step for her career. So as Ms. Lama ventures on towards her dreams of changing the world, she shares with us her process in making big steps forward. Hello everyone, today I'm here with a good teacher of mine, Ms. Lama. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. So we can start it off. Um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona in a suburb called Ahwatukee, so mm-hmm. South Phoenix, yeah. And um, what college did you attend? Uh, UCLA. Go Bruins. UCLA. Uh, so how did you make the transfer from Phoenix to California? Um, I always wanted to go out of state. I think when I started high school, I was ready to be out of high school <laughs> yeah. and looking for what was next. And Yeah, I didn't really know where I wanted to go and um, hadn't explored it very much. And it's interesting seeing what the counselors at El Segundo High School do and how often Mm -hmm. they come into the rooms and like talk to you guys about schools and options and things like we didn't have any of that. So I was just kind of going in blind and I, you know, my my grandma was like, you're going Ivy. I was like, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, So I applied to not get into any of those schools and then was looking in California and um UCLA like LA to me was like traffic and smog and I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> no and my mom's like just check the box it's like you, you never know and I like didn't even know how good of a school that it was yeah. and so then when I got in I went to visit and I just got that gut feeling you know and I um I loved it so much and so yeah it was a great transition and obviously haven't left since then so mm-hmm. yeah um what was your major when you went in um, I studied, I was, I think I went in undecided and then I quickly declared um, psychology mm-hmm. and I was doing an anthro minor and then I took a class on the like linguistic anthropology, which yeah. was so fascinating. So I ended up switching my minor to linguistics and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Linguistics is language, right? Yeah. It's like the study of different languages and the sounds that make them up and how mm-hmm. they're put together and rules that govern various ones. And yeah, people were like, don't take Ling 10, it's horrible. And I was like, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> so it was really fun. So did that kind of transition you to English? Um, I don't know. I always have liked words, I guess, and languages. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go directly into teaching from college. I worked um, in social media marketing for mm-hmm. three or four years um, doing content and strategy for like television and movies and stuff. And then I started to have this kind of quarter life crisis of like, what impact am I having? Because I was like writing tweets that disappear basically, you know, when Uh you send them. So I decided to go back to school and get my teaching credential. um, Mm. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And did you want to like teach a different subject or was it specifically English? Um, That's a good question. I like everyone's like, why English? And Uh 
because I didn't study that in college. I like history a lot too, so I considered that and I did the coursework for history um, for my credential. I just never took the the test you have to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and psychology would be great also to teach, but I think with English, I really like, I mean, I've always, like I said, loved reading and right. writing and helping people say what they want to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it just seemed like a, a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of grading though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of grading. Yeah. Um, so... You're also the varsity girls lacrosse team, right? Yes. Or the coach? The coach, yeah. Uh, how do you how'd you start that? Did you play lacrosse in college? Um, yeah, I started in high school. So I grew up playing soccer, um, and I played that my whole life. And then in high school, I ended up running cross-country one year to kind of stay in shape for soccer, and then met mm-hmm. some girls that also played lacrosse. And so cross-country was fall, soccer was winter, and lacrosse was spring. And so mm-hmm. I kind of just dove into all three and ended up really liking lacrosse a lot, and my team was really fun. And everyone was really nice and um then when I got to UCLA I played for the club team there and we're actually having our 10-year reunion this upcoming weekend so that's cool can't believe I've been that long out of college but um, (laughs) I'm excited like it's been really fun to stay close with all of the girls from the team and then Mm -hmm. um I actually got connected to El Segundo High School in general through former teammates from lacrosse because I had two teammates that were teachers and coaching the lacrosse team Mm -hmm. who were both leaving and so the school was like, we're looking for an English teacher and also a lacrosse coach. And I was like, that's me. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been really great. And yeah, coaching the team has been a lot of fun the past six years. Right. So I know English has a lot of grading. You're by far the first person to grade something and then like give comments and stuff like that. And also being a lacrosse coach. So how do you balance, how do you balance like everything? Uh, not well. <laughs> you probably noticed a few times I... Uh, took a minute to get the essays back. Um, I think it's a lot better than a lot of teachers. Oh, though, thank you. Honest, yeah. <laughs> I work a lot. Um, I, mm-hmm. I've i found more balance the longer I've been teaching. And I think my first couple of years, like I just worked constantly on weekends too. And now like mm-hmm. the past couple of years, I was like, okay, no work on Sunday or Saturdays, like, yeah. which again, not super healthy to work on a Sunday mm-hmm. every weekend. But um, yeah, I, I like... I don't like having things hanging over my head that I know I have to do. Like I like, I like to check a box and cross off to do list things. So it would just be like, okay, I just have to sit through and get through 10 today, 10 tomorrow or however many I can. Um, and yeah. And I also, I have a hard time kind of just skimming it and giving a great, like I feel compelled to like write something or add comments and things. So I'm glad you looked at them. I don't know how many kids actually do. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, hopefully more. Um, and with lacrosse and teaching, how do you switch your mindset between sports and academics? Is that kind of hard or? I think it's pretty similar. And I think that coaching actually helped me in the classroom as well, because mm-hmm. you kind of learn how to structure things to meet people where they are. Because like with mm-hmm. sports, you know, not everyone comes in as an all-star and you have to figure out, but you do have players that are at that level. And so you have to figure out like, okay, how can I make practice engaging for people Mm -hmm. who don't know how to pass and catch and people who know how to like do a behind the back shot, you know? And so it's kind of that mindset of like figuring out in the classroom, how to personalize lessons or how to, um, it's called like scaffolding to like get people where they need to go while it's not super boring for this group who's ahead, but the people who need some extra help can actually get that and Mm -hmm. feel supported. Yeah. That really does connect. I never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so why are you taking a break here this coming year? Um, well, my lack of ability to balance things, I think, plays into it. Um, yeah, it's been a rough couple of years, I feel like, um, and you as a student, you know, and part of why you're doing this show, right, is Uh like, 
we've been through a lot and yeah. I think with COVID um I just burned out a lot and I I during like distance learning like I just didn't stop working because I wanted to create the same experience for my students that mm-hmm. I had done in the classroom which obviously was a big challenge over zoom and after that year I thought about taking the break and then I was like no next year when the kids come back it'll be better um but it felt harder somehow because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone just kind of was having a hard time and so um yeah and I felt there was kind of like a disengagement and it was really hard to like give a lot of energy and I felt like I wasn't able Mm -hmm. to bring as much as I had been in years past um and so I feel like it's good to step away for a second and kind of reevaluate yeah um I'm starting to miss it already though (laughs) going up to the school year so we'll see yeah um, it's good to take a break and like take a breather yeah the pandemic and then everyone coming back yeah um but what do you miss about teaching like right now uh, I mean, you guys, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, um, I get like sad thinking about not seeing the kids, like you I keep calling you kids, you're yeah. young adults, um, <laughs> students every day. And I feel like I have a good connection with a lot of you guys. And so, mm-hmm. um, it'll be sad. And like, I don't know, you, you all are just so weird and funny to like, yeah. just catch like <laughs> random comments here and there. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I feel like. I feel like, I don't know, you can tell me otherwise, but like, I feel like my classroom space, like I try to make it so it's for everyone. And like, I feel sad that like, that won't be there. And like, I like that kind of Mm -hmm. unity and inclusiveness that's there. Yeah. Um, And, and yeah, and just like, you know, chatting and, and Mm -hmm. people now are like, oh, like, I've been working kind of like a part-time thing and like Mm -hmm. people ask about teaching and I get excited, like talking about the lessons I design and stuff like that. And um, so I'll miss that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, won't miss the grading, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but I think, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it's good to step away and reevaluate and kind of recognize these things. Right. So after your year break, do you think you'll obviously, or maybe not obviously not, but maybe not come back to full-time teaching, but do you think you'd maybe tutor or do something kind of like that? Yeah. I, that's what I've been kind of thinking about. Cause I feel pulled back to the classroom but Mm -hmm. I don't want five classes like that's just so much and especially last year having four 11s back to back I was like by sixth period I was like what have I said to who (laughs) and what's going on so I feel like I want to do like three classes and then if possible do like another role that's like either like a teacher coach kind of role like instructional coaching um or working like with tech in some capacity because mm-hmm. I really think I'm good at that yeah um yeah and I feel like that would help me a lot with that balance that has been missing mm-hmm. got it mm-hmm. um so what do you want to do in the future I mean we talked about teaching but <laughs> as of right now this break year or even after this year yeah um I don't know I think that's the question I'm hoping to answer and yeah. you know maybe I'll be back to <laughs> to tell you more about when I yeah. figure that out um but yeah I think that in this like this so far this summer like looking for what's next I found it's really important to me to like do something that matters or like has an impact I guess Mm -hmm. um like right now I'm working basically like a reception kind of job and Mm -hmm. it's like not what I want to be doing (laughs) and so um it's nice to have like a paycheck and not have to stress about like like finding a job or whatever but Mm -hmm. um but I feel, I don't know, like I want to do something that makes a difference, which, right. you know, I think everybody does, but maybe mm-hmm. not. But 
yeah, so whether that's in the classroom or um, in some other capacity, that's just helping people. I think that, yeah, mm-hmm. is what I want to do. I think it's great that um, you realize that like you're burnt out and you're taking a career change because my dad actually did that. He wanted to be a marine biologist and then he switched to uh, accounting during college. Mm-hmm. And I think like many people sometimes think that like, for example, I want to major in finance, but then mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, um, what about computer science? Like, why mm-hmm. don't I take uh, kind of like science courses in high school? Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's really good to reevaluate and um, just see your options and do mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I was hoping to model for you all too, is like you mm-hmm. can do that. And I want to kind of like empower people to have that option. And I'm fortunate to be in a position that I can take that break, you know, and mm-hmm. but it's also too like you guys are making so many big choices or what feel like really big decisions right now. Yeah. But like, like it'll be okay. Like it, whatever yeah. you decide and like you, it's not permanent and you can always change your mind or you can change course and figure things out and yeah my mom was similar to your dad like she worked in tech sales for years and then Mm -hmm. when I was in middle school she's like I'm gonna be a chef (laughs) so you know and she went back and did that now she's Uh doing that and so that's cool yeah it's important to see that and have that example and then also to recognize that you can do that too right well it was great having you today thank you for coming on thanks for having me um I think it was a really good talk for the people that um want to switch or are thinking about switching just because of stuff that's going on and uh, hope to see you back on the show soon. Yeah, I'd be happy to come back. Thanks, Ethan. Thank you. That wraps it up for today on the We'll Be Okay podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something from today's guest. Remember, be strong, be patient, and we'll be okay. If you liked the episode or think it can help someone, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you for tuning in and see you in the next episode.